0: Hello, welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, the podcast where we watch Blizzard like a hawk, always alert to any treachery from them, which is no treachery. They make video games. I mean, come on, let's not get nuts. Uh, I'm Matthew Rossi. I'll be hosting the show Um, with me this week. uh, Two co-hosts, not one, but two. Uh, First up, who's just mostly because she does everything on the site and because she is recording this week for us and Stickney and what's going
1: on with you this week? Not much. I don't do everything on the site. I just like You
0: seem you know, to do all sorts of things. Like if there's something that gets done on the site, you probably do it at some point in time.
1: I just kind of scamper behind the scenes and do things and put stuff together. And yeah, I'm recording tonight, so we'll see how that works.
0: I <laughs> yeah. uh, you do you done? Because I want to introduce Alex, but I won't, don't want to interrupt you. No,
2: no, I, I don't want to be here. I'm not here. Keep going.
0: You not are right joke, here.
2: That was a joke. I'm not actually being a jerk hello everybody
0: well at this point alex here's alex alex zebart the editor-in-chief of lizard watch and overall grand hypooba what are you up to this week if anything
2: uh grand tournament was today and i watched Maticus open 300 card packs oh my god
0: how whoa does that how many you get by the expansion
2: if you pre-order you get 50 Maticus okay. had 300 that we opened on stream earlier today
0: what,
2: what wow that's Does he do really
1: like opening decks of cards
2: Matt, Matt is his opinion is if it isn't a gold card it isn't real so that that boy has no idea what he's doing with his money
0: okay <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sitting here like I mean I, my jaw hit the floor when I heard that like, I mean my God.
2: Uh, to be fair to him I mean if that's what you got to do because out of 300 card packs he got 14 legendaries out of 50 card packs I got one
0: Well there you go I guess.
1: Which one did you get
2: dread scale oh which is not great boring yeah dread is a legendary yeah hunters have they get a like a, a pair of legendaries there's acid maw and Dreadscale. scale.
0: Yeah, I get the concept. Yeah, and
2: Acid Maw, they're both legendaries, and they kind of only really work if you have both of them. Acid Maw is if another minion on the board takes damage, it dies instantly. And Dread Scale is at the start of every turn, it deals one damage to all other minions. So if you get both of them on the board, you pretty much wipe the board.
0: Yeah, which is good if you don't have any minions down. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, man. These, These are the kind of things that keep me from ever becoming a serious Hearthstone player. Every time I think I'm going to get into it, like, I run up against somebody who's got 14 legendaries.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I that's, just dabble.
2: Like, yeah. I, 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 said, I play it, but I usually get real mad because I haven't invested a lot of money into it. And it's tough being uh, a free or not a lot of money player. I mean, I yeah. bought the pre-order, so I treated it as a new game as I do with free-to-play games. If I like it, I'll buy it at the value of a game. And yeah. um, it still wasn't <laughs> enough. That $50 bucks did not get me a lot.
0: Well, my wife plays uh, a reasonable amount of Hearthstone, and she, she was, like, the other day asking me if I thought she should get an expansion. I'm like, you? go ahead. I don't care. You spend me money on whatever you want. But the reason she was asking me was because they so – at this point, it's got, like, what, three expansions?
1: Two. Two expansions
0: there's... and a
2: few adventures.
1: Adventures. The adventures are
2: kind of mini-expansions with different kind of content, but new cards, too, so yeah.
0: – it's like, man, I get, you know, I I couldn't tell you what to do with your with your life. So, have fun. That's wow. Hearthstone freaks me out. It's not that it's a bad game. It's a very good game, but it's it freaks me out every time I see someone get. Like I I've seen people drop all these cards. Like my wife has do was has Deathwing, the legendary Deathwing card. Yeah. It's just like he kills everything. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's just like boom, everything's dead.
2: Well, you also have to discard your hand. So it has drawbacks if you have other things in your hand. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, as is always the case, um, we talk about top stories and Alex kind of segued us into one of them. So yeah. Way to go, Alex. Hooray. He's like that. Alex is often kind of like stealthily bringing us into the news before we even know we're there. (laughs) Uh, Hearthstone, is it called the Grand Tourney or the Grand Tournament? The Grand Tournament. Tournament. Yeah, the Grand Tournament is live today. Uh, Alex, as Alex said, he just watched somebody open 300 cards. Maticus, you're <laughs> insane. Uh, you guys going to play it more? I mean, you, you, what, do you, what do you think of it, Alex, since you've been playing it today? Uh,
2: the Grand Tournament didn't really impress me, really, because it introduces the new mechanics, Inspire and Joust, and Inspire abilities that trigger when you use your hero power. And joust is like uh, when you play a card that has joust. Each player pulls a minion out of their deck, and if the person who played the joust, if their minion costs more, they get the effect. If they don't, they don't get the joust effect. They just get the minion. And uh, I really don't like the mechanic. I think it's kind of lame and
1: for jousting.
2: Yeah, it's nobody likes like...
1: jousting ever. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter like, what form if it if takes. I'm,
2: nobody likes if I'm jousting. gonna play a minion. I want it to do what it says on the card. I don't want to have a competition to see if it functions. So I, I don't take it. The Grand Tournament, n- not my favorite, but uh, I still play like to play Hearthstone. And I really like the Tavern Brawls every week because free to play or not paying much players around a much more even playing field. So I enjoy the Tavern Brawls.
0: Okay, and the Tavern Brawl is interesting because they, they also have different mechanics, but that's limited to the Tavern Brawl?
2: Yeah, every week, uh, for a few days a week, there's a Tavern Brawl which has special rules or special decks. Like, uh, the fan favorite is the Great Summoner competition, where when you play a spell card, you automatically get a minion that costs as much mana. So if you play a Frostbolt, which costs three mana, you can use the Frostbolt and you get a minion on the board that costs three mana. So a lot of people would build decks of just spells and whatever minions show up you don't know what you're going to get a minion and it's going to be something it's going to be fun so right. those different mechanics are really enjoyable
1: now, also last...
0: this week oh go ahead
1: sorry I was going to say last week's tavern brawl was the grand tournament wasn't it almost like a preview
2: yeah it was a preview it was a mage deck based around inspire and a hunter deck based around joust and I really hated that hunter deck
1: <laughs> okay go ahead Rossi sorry
0: I just No, that's fine. Uh, this week, we also saw that Diablo, Diablo 3's uh, patch 2.3 is going live this week. And uh, we had a big write-up on the site today, basically explaining all about what you're going to see. Um, so, that's cool. Diablo I, I don't,
2: 3 patch 2.3 guide on Blizzard Watch right now. Go, go, go.
0: Yeah, it's basically got, you know... We, 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 the thing that I think is the coolest is you're going to the Ruins of Sheheron. Uh, which is, if you played Diablo 2... The, uh, the 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 expansion pack the the Bale one and I always forget what it's called I want to say Ruins you know Ruins of Destruction or something I don't I know anything really, about
2: Diablo prior to Diablo three sorry but
0: basically the end of the of the game and the setup for everything that happens in Diablo three takes place in in the you know barbarian areas including like what the the city of Ron and so forth. They're the ones who were destroyed by Bale on his way through to get to the Worldstone. Which, if you've ever seen the ending cinematic to Diablo three is the thing that Tyrael destroys with his sword in order to keep uh, the demons from completely corrupting the World of Sanctuary. So that's cool, in my opinion. Uh, it also has the new version of the Herodric Cube, Kanai's Cube, which is like a, sur- a super one.
1: Super Cube! Yeah.
0: And lots of other stuff. I mean, there's all there's- sorts of stuff going on in this one.
1: They're changing crafting a bit. You can extract legendary powers. You could do, like, I think they're, if I remember right, they're getting rid of Realm of Trials now. So you don't have to do that in order to, like, get your Rift stuff done. There's doing a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of the stuff that they're doing, though, has to do with crafting. There's a lot of good crafting changes and stuff that are going into place.
0: Yep, that's all very much true. Uh, there's also more Torment di- difficulty options. Yeah. You can go up to Torment X. So uh, that have basically every really level of Torment. If you really want
1: to Torment yourself, you can now do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, which inclu- also increases the difficulty of Greater Rifts. You know, the new Greater Rift difficulties go from Tier 30, Tier 35, Tier 40, and Tier 45. Um, roughly speaking, that's the that's the difficulty equivalent they are, roughly. So, Torment X is about as difficult as a Greater Rift at Tier 45. So, yeah. And then there's the Infernal Amulets. They are now the Infernal Machines. You just They just drop instead of keys. You just get the things. Yeah. So, having, yeah.
2: Having not really played Diablo 3 and certainly not any endgame stuff, hearing that it drops an Infernal Machine, it imagines me, like, picturing the Barbarian picking up some like, industrial hardware from a from a power plant or something, and just carrying it around. I don't really know <laughs> what this is, but the picture is ridiculous.
1: It's an infernal machine.
0: Yeah, it's basically involved in in the uh, hellfire amulets. You know, so you basically just get the machines instead of getting the keys. The We're, hellfire amulets are just really cool. It's it's just an awesome thing. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty big patch. It's interesting to see all the changes. Uh, I will, I'm really gonna looking forward to going to Sesharon because. Now you get to see like you know what's been going on there since the end of Diablo 2. Like you know the, the barbarian culture got completely wiped out, and uh, the the legendary power thing is really interesting because you can basically you know infuse that onto your character. So if you have a legendary you really like and you want to, but you have to switch because you've got a better gear, better item now you can just take the power off of that legendary, destroying it in the process, but you can give it to yourself. Yeah. It's you know that's pretty neat. that be I, like imagine you can do that. while. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Um, also, we we know that by next week, most likely, patch two point six point two point 2. two for Warlords of Draenor should have dropped, uh, barring an unforeseen problem, which is exactly how lore put it. You know, barring any complications that they don't yet see. By next week, we should have patch 6.2.2, 2, which means they'll have flying in Draenor. Yep, September uh, 1st, specifically. They'll yep. also have mercenary mode, which is the, you know, I'm Horde, but, you know, everybody's, like, you know, the Alliance doesn't have anybody playing, which is not actually what happens. It's the other way around, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, you know, the, the Arm Alliance and the Horde needs people, so I can sign up to play under the, the Horde banner. Uh, hopefully I get a goofy mask. <laughs> <laughs> mercenary mode thing so far the people you go to are basically wearing like you know a cheap orc mask or a cheap human mask i'd love it if that's what they do they just slap no, a cheap you mask actually on get you, know,
1: you get so. a disguise similar to what you get when you go into the caverns of time oh that's a shame yeah, yeah i that think kind of thing.
2: i think people would not be very nice to the other faction people playing for them
1: even it's though I, they're like probably helping
2: them out I mean, if, if a human is wearing an orc mask, the other orcs should be very appreciative of this, but I'm sure they wouldn't be.
0: They probably won't be anyway, because they're still going to know you're human, aren't they?
1: No, you're going to I don't be. think they
2: do unless you say so. Can you even chat? I think I assume you can.
1: Yeah, you can chat. I'm assuming you can do yeah. everything else. You could, you could do everything that you could do if you were playing for your own side. You're just temporarily playing for the other faction is all.
2: Yeah, so, the, so they'll only know if you... Say so if I you
1: think. pipe up and say hi i'm alliance i'm coming to play with you guys today that that's a terrible yeah. idea and you probably shouldn't do that
0: <laughs> i smell an article idea my week in <laughs> mercenary mode telling everyone i'm alliance
2: <laughs> this would go poorly
0: <laughs> he has chosen poorly Alrighty, uh i guess that pretty much covers the news for the week so we should move on to some emails uh as always is the case. If you have an email, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com, all one word, and we'll happily answer it. I mean, we don't answer every email because we... A lot of emails. I mean, you know, it would it would take like a two hour show and I don't think you guys want us here for two hours because the danger of Anne or I going off on a lore tangent gets exponentially greater the more time we have. And
1: I don't
2: tempt
0: people
1: to do with my day.
2: I get so many tweets like why is the podcast only an hour? You do it on the internet. Because I have no things to do
1: with my day, really, people. Really I, I, I can't sit here in front of a microphone all day. I got things to do. We're so. truly late. Appreciate-
2: we appreciate that you like listening to us, but um, <laughs> we have very limited time in our day.
0: Anyway, before I end up getting us trapped in, in endless podcastery, this first email is from Conf, pronounced Conf, from Mary Peak. Uh, question for podcast. Could a Gilnean worgen have fought in the Second War? What was Gilneas' role in the First and Second Wars? And since Gen Greymane is a main character on the Legion webpage, what do you think Gilneas' role will be in the future? <laughs> I didn't know this email was going to be here when I wrote today's KYL. I didn't. So, okay. yeah. Uh, Anne, you want to take this one?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, a and worgen would not have fought in the Second War because they didn't exist at that point. Um. They actually, the Warden didn't come about. The Warden curse didn't go into effect until after Gilnaeus withdrew from the original Alliance of Lordaeron and kind of um, secluded themselves and built a big wall and said, Yeah, all you stinky people, orc lovers that like want to put them in the internment camps and don't want to murder them, you can stay out there. We'll be in here where it's significantly cooler.
2: Well, so a Worgen couldn't have, but a Gilnean could have and became a Worgen later.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, Gilneans, Gilneans themselves, they fought in the Second War. It wasn't until after However, the Second War was over that they withdrew. But they, didn't, they didn't fight. Not many of them fought in the Second War. Gilneas
0: no. was like, "Yeah, we're not really into this. We'll, we'll, we'll sign up." They sent what the heck, kind of but-
1: like a pittance of people and mostly like supplies and things like that. But they didn't really. It wasn't like a giant military force that they sent careening at the horde or anything like that. Um, they were part of the Alliance of Lordaeron and they did sign on to do it. But Gen was, Gen was kind of a stubborn old coot. <laughs> if you want to call it that and maybe you can go into that Rossi, cuz you did write about him in your today. Yeah, again uh, Gen basically grew
0: up Gen's dad was even worse and Gen's dad had a very strong idea of what you couldn't couldn't allow in your, you know, society. Uh, Archibald Gen's father was basically like if you show if you ask for help from outside your it's weakness. You can't do that. If you have to be self-reliant. Gilneas is better than everybody because we built an industry. Everybody else is relying on magic and, you know, like, armored troops, and we built an industry and everything, so we're way better than they are. And Gen basically said, Dad's right, and lived with that his whole life. Now, this is a guy who basically told... Terranus was one of his friends, mind you. Terranus Menethil was one of Gen's friends, and he told his friend to his face essentially to, to F off this big speech, you know, about how you know, Gilnaeus doesn't need, you know, leeches from outside sucking away at his resources. And this is the last time I'm ever going to talk to you again. So I hope you were listening as he swans out. And he was right. Absolutely. That was the last time he talked to him because.
1: Because shortly thereafter,
0: there was uh, no the, more thereonness. Yeah. The, the, in a way, Gen was completely correct in his assumptions. But, uh, yeah, basically, since Gen kind of. Gen's role in the in in Legion is going to be based. I think he's going to kind of be the anti sylvanus probably because, something it, like that. Because Gen fi- Gen really has, he's learned his lesson at a very old age. Like most people learn their lesson, like you know when like they have an epiphany when they're like relatively young. Gen didn't have his epiphany till he was seventy something. Yeah, he's like and he's real old. Gen is not a young dude. Gen is like the oldest seated monarch aside from like you know Taronda. Because I don't think you can call uh, Velen a monarch.
1: No, he's like a spiritual leader more than anything. But I mean, Gen is the only—he's the only regent from that time period left. Yeah, from the original alliance of Lordaeron. Because Varian wasn't even crowned as king until the Second War was over. Yeah, so he was. He's the he was last, a king only. Yeah. last dude. And- Gen's not just the last guy. He he
0: held on to his attitudes like wh- up until Cataclysm. Like I remember, like I don't know if you guys played Vanilla, but back in Vanilla, we used to go up to the Grayman Wall and be like, "What's up with that?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, can we get behind that? Like, and we would try and jump over it and stuff. And you, you, if you did get behind it, there was nothing there. And it was, I, I remember like for my first time I played Horde, and I'm on a Torrent doing quests in Silverpine because Silverpine was, at the time, it, it still is Horde territory. And I'm out of nowhere. Like, literally, I don't even know what I was doing, but I was kind of near Pyrewood Village. Out of nowhere, this giant werewolf jumped on me and tore my head off. <laughs> yeah. This thing called the Son of Arugal.
2: Son of, all... of Arugal, Those are one of those mobs back in the day. Like, if yeah. you played a low-level character through that zone.
1: You went back when you hit level 60, specifically to murder those guys.
2: Yeah. It was, yeah. It, Teach it, them it a lesson. For, like, for the Alliance, it was those guys in the uh, Duskwood Cemetery. Yeah, the
1: grave robbers. Yeah, it was a combination of the grave uh, robbers, like
2: Morla, Morla dim and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, Morlidim, like yeah. you just get jumped by this random. Well, and killing. stitches,
1: because if you if you happen to happen across stitches on the road, that was usually a bad day for you. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, so with Gen, Gen, basically during
0: the invasion of Gilneas, the uh, Worgen were attacking, and that was all. St- that's all explained in the Curse of the Worgen comic book. But while they were that was happening, Sylvanas had made a deal with with R'lar Fangfire, uh, aka Alpha Prime, so that while he was basically trying to turn everybody in, in Gilneas into a worgen, and he had real good success with that, since most of them are now, um, Sylvanas was sneaking her Forsaken in underneath the wall. When the wall came down during the the actual shattering event, when the like you know half of Gilneas went into water and the place got messed up real good, uh, Sylvanas led the Forsaken right on in. During Gen's attempt to drive her and the Forsaken out of Gilneas City, which succeeded, she decided, you know what, I'm going to just kill you. Because I am, you know, fine, you get Gilneas back, but I'm going to kill you. And so she shot an arrow at him, but his son Liam took the arrow for him and died.
1: Ah, Liam.
0: Liam, who spent a lot of time shirtless.
1: Poor Liam. (laughs) I wanted to see a lot more of Liam. I was disappointed that we did not get to.
0: But, you know, there's still hope we might actually get to see some Tess, actually, which I hope to. That I would happen. like to
1: see Tess, and I would like to see – I want to see more of Lorna, too. I'm kind of hoping yeah.
0: that – I want to see Mia again because here's the thing. Now, to answer your question, Gen is going to be the anti-Sylvanas because he's mad that she killed his son. Here's yeah. The thing, though. Mia Mia Greymane, uh, his wife, who we haven't seen since Cataclysm, is the only – Living queen of any alliance nation, period. True. She is the only one who hasn't died before her husband, uh, who hasn't, you know, been killed to provide a Disney origin for anybody. She is it. Her, and and Tess, Tess is the only living like. Well, no, I guess no. Does, you can't kill. Queen account. No, she's not a princess anymore though.
1: No, but she <laughs> is in line for. Should cool terrorist so, yeah. show up again, Gina yeah. could theoretically show up and say, "Hi, I'm a Proud Proudmoore, taken over." You know. Yeah,
0: that's the thing is, is right now um, Callie Calia Menethil, we have no idea where she is. We have not seen her ever in World of Warcraft. We don't know what happened to her. Uh, yeah, just no idea.
2: <laughs> There's a, uh, uh, it's questionable if she even actually exists in the canon lore.
0: Yeah, well, she's in no, uh, she's in book, she's in Day of the Dragon. Is
1: she? She she does she's exist. In, she's yeah, in she's in she's in Arthas, she's in Day of the Dragon. Even in the game, she has a coin at the, at the fountain in okay. Dalaran. So I mean, I didn't
2: remember her in Arthas, but she's, I just,
0: She's she's established just
1: canon. She is established okay, canon there's just no idea of where she went or what happened to her.
0: And so basically of the three princesses that like were from the Alliance Kingdoms from before the during the First and Second War, only Tess is left as an actual princess at this point. Jaina has sort of stepped up to quasi royalty and that she's, you know, should be a queen of she, led,
1: she led her own city. So, yeah. I mean, you know, and she's also part you of the current tra- tour. So technically she's not in that whole Royal line, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, you're right.
0: But, but at any rate, um, you've, Jane ruled a couple of cities. Now she's kind of been, she's, she's graduated. So to speak, Callie is missing. So Tess is it. In terms of, you know, and it's really funny because in Day of the Dragon, they actually say that Jaina and Callie are the only marriageable princesses not in infancy, so Tess has to be about ten years younger than they are. Because she would have to have been an infant at that time, in order for her to even be remotely alive now. Based on, you know, timeline stuff gets you every time, but basically Gen's going to be fighting Sylvanas because Gen would really like to hurt Sylvanas. A lot.
2: I imagine reclaiming the surrounding lands and uh would also be a plus
0: yeah but he's probably not going to get to fight there i yeah that's one of those things man that just drives me nuts every time that they, yeah. they you know Gilneas sits there in ruins and we have no idea what's going on
1: beautiful it, but... beautiful beautiful yeah, so they beautiful all art of that architecture you for it. see it for like 20 levels and that's it not even i think you leave her on level 15 don't you you leave at 15
0: yeah i it's think so
2: pretty low it's and then below. you just go off to Kalimdor for whatever reason. And because
1: then you playing in Kalimdor. Entrenched in Night Elf stuff. Bye bye, Gilneas. I immediately
0: Next. left. The second I got out of Gil- uh, Gilneas and ended up in, like, in Elf Town, I was
1: like, yeah, okay, there's a boat to st- Stormwind around here. Cool. Going to Stormwind. <laughs> there's a boat? Is there a boat? I'm going to go to where the human yeah. people are. Thanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we could talk more about this, but there's another question, so uh, we'll get on to that one. That one is from. Glarus, and I'm basing that on his pronunciation in the letter. So Glarus, which is good that you gave that because I would probably have pronounced that in a way that is not good. <laughs> uh, Arcanon Poros, and greetings to the podcast. I'm Glarus, Drenai Shaman and of the Q, Nesingware US Alliance, and I'm looking for information on optimizing my time in-game to make a lot of gold. Now, I know you can make quite a bit, inc- incidentally, as part of other gameplay, such as Garrison missions even after the nerf and running old content to vendor things in D greens for the mats. But I understand that Alex is making bank by actually crafting and selling things. Not what really. would you say is a reasonable expectation, uh, you're still going to get asked the question, okay. uh, of what proportion of time I would need to spend in-game focusing on farming slash crafting slash activities as opposed to dailies or LFR in order to be an effective cash generator? The idea of being able to drop 100k on a mount without feeling like I'm stripping my entire stable of tunes to the bone is appealing to me, but not if I have to spend 80% of my in-game time on this endeavor. Love the show. Proud to be one of your founding patrons, uh, Glarus. So, uh, both Alex and I, and I know in the past have had like tons of money, so either one of you, or both of you, go ahead and answer this question.
2: I don't do any crafting. Um, I I don't know if people can make money off of that. I, I don't know how. I haven't looked into it. The only crafting I do is glyphs, which requires running an add-on like trade School master and a lot of babysitting. Like, it takes a lot of work and a lot of clicking. But a very small fraction of my gold came from that. Um, I've just been doing alts in the garrison, the whole expansion. Like, I have uh, four or five alts with garrisons, and I run them all through their mine and their garden and their missions, and I get them all done in about an hour in the morning, like, while I'm watching YouTube or a cartoon or whatever I want to watch. And in an hour, I've done them all, and I sell everything. Auction house, all the goods, the flowers, the ore. I mean, it doesn't sell for a lot, but it sells. And over the course of Warlords, that has resulted in me getting gold capped. It's just an hour a day. That's it. So that's all I have to say. I I really didn't do anything special. I just did garrison stuff.
1: And I'm nowhere near near gold cap. I'm about to hit 300,000 gold again. But all I do is garrison stuff on one character, not my alts. And if I find something that looks like it would sell well for Transmog, I'll throw that on the auction house. But that's pretty much all the auction house stuff that I do. Um, Like pants. Like pants or tops or like you know cool gloves or or a piece of a set that I know that a lot of people like to get that kind of thing. Or I was just thinking specifically of like a thong pants. Yeah, the thong the thong that I sold. I sold it for like 3,999 gold. It was crazy. Um, And that was below what the market value was supposed to be for
2: the thing. (laughs) Yeah, and again, for glyphs, I'll say that it's a small fraction of the gold I earned. Like, I I think I get a couple thousand gold from it a week. Uh, It's only worthwhile because herbs are so rock bottom cheap, this expansion. Yeah. That if I don't feel like putting the herbs in the auction house for next to nothing... I'll mill all of it and just add it to my stock of ink to turn into glyphs.
1: What I usually Uh, end up doing is um, I will squirrel all of the herbs and all of the ore that I get into my bank. And then when my bank starts getting full, I'll go sell it in bulk. And then the other mm -hmm. thing that I do is um, I do have a jewel crafter. So... When I get enough pieces to do it, I'll make several of like the Greater Mastery or Greater whatever gems and put them up on the auction house and sell those. Oh yeah, one, one of my
2: alts is, does have jewel crafting, and I do the jewel crafting daily just because I'm getting the ore anyway. I'm doing all this mining and all these alts. I just send the ore to my jewel crafting alt as I work through them. That one does the daily quest for 200 gold, extra gold or whatever, and then passes it on to the auction character.
1: Yeah. Because okay, gems so still sell for quite a bit. so It's
2: just Garrison stuff, honestly. Yeah. Like, I haven't done anything else. It's just Garrison missions, the free ore, the free herbs. I didn't work for this. Uh, Blizzard just gave me a million gold, honestly. <laughs> it's That's ridiculous. Serious.
0: That's basically, there you go.
1: It's time to get some WoW tokens.
2: I, I actually cannot buy any more WoW tokens. They won't let me. Oh, wow. Yeah, they there's have a, a limit. Yeah. There's a limit of how many you can buy within two years. Yeah, oh. on one account. <laughs> I hit that. I it's just for
0: if if you only buy tokens like for one like account like if for like if you, the way it's set up if you have more than one account on a bnet license yeah you can't buy you can't buy enough for two of them you can only buy enough you can barely cover your entire one account yep. for one year for like the two years just barely weird it's, it's messed up it's it's set up in such a way that if you're like you know you running two accounts you're gonna pay for one of them
2: yeah, th- there have been people who, because uh, Blizzard didn't tell you, no, tell anybody that this rule is in effect, the 36 months per two years. No. They didn't tell us until like way late. So I don't run two accounts, but people who do run multiple accounts bought all their tokens on one account, hit the cap and realized, oh, I can't buy tokens to pay for my other account. I have to pay real money. Whereas if they had known, they still wouldn't have been able to cover both. If They could have done it a little more intelligently. Could have bought
0: were... some of the tokens on the other account. Yeah, like half thus. and
2: half, and planned it out. But no, it's just okay. One account is free, and the other one I have to pay for forever.
1: I'm just waiting plus I have for, like, like
0: tokens I can't use. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm waiting for token prices to dip again. The last time I bought tokens, I bought like five of them or something, but the price was down to like 17k. 17 and 19k somewhere in there it hasn't yeah, dropped I've, below 20 in a while so i haven't seen I just, them below Alex has
2: like
0: my account for like four months
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'm i get gold faster than i can spend it so yeah i've i have actually i've paid for, for probably almost accounts. a year of game time across other people's accounts just because i'm like yeah. i don't want to i don't have anything to spend this gold on here you're my friend pay your wow account
0: yeah he seriously has It's actually helped me quite a bit.
1: So is that going to be like our Christmas bonus? You're going to get us a WoW token?
0: Sure. (laughs) Alrighty. uh, Next one is from Uthos. Like Uther, but with an S. Well, you have an O there too, dude. But uh, Proudmore U.S. I'm not sure if this is answered in the queue or the podcast. I'm wondering, wh- with the game as stated, is do you think they would ever make new races that would start at the la- at the later levels like hero classes do? High elves come to mind. I would love to see a starting zone on a floating landmass like Dalaran. Uthos. Um, I don't. Why would high elves start on a floating landmass like Dalaran? Because oh, I guess because they'd be in Dalaran? Well, is, if they if were the
1: if they were part of the Silver Covenant. Yeah, the yes, remnants of the sense. Silver Covenant, then maybe they would start out there, but
2: I think I if they did a race, then that could race could be multiple classes. I think you would never see anybody play anything else ever again because they could get essentially a level ninety boost or equivalent without right. paying for it.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. If, it, if it yeah, if it boosted to fifty, people might still not care. But if it boosted to anything like, you know, past eighty yeah, that that race would have a ridiculous advantage over every other race. A
2: hero, a hero class is one thing, because it's just that one class. But if a race yeah. could do it, and that race can be many classes. That's a bit cheaty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is that you know, you may think, well, you know, hey, my death knight gets a boost. I'm always gonna want to play that. But the fact is, death knights only do so much. And you know, I have death knight alts. Th- there's they're not like gonna replace all the other classes. They don't take the place of rogues. They don't take the place of shaman The only class they ever really feel like they replace is warriors, and they don't play like a warrior at all. No, like, it's a completely different play style. So yeah, that's one thing to have it be a class, but having like plus high elves. High elves are already gonna be ridiculously popular if they ever come out. Like if they announce tomorrow that Legion is gonna have high elves. First off, we'd have to get Alex's vapors, you know, his smelling salts, because he'd pass out. (laughs) It's true. Uh, And and so would several other people that I know. I would finally
2: play something other than humans.
0: Yeah. It would be, like, a ridiculously popular popular race. So, making high elves also start at level 80, no matter what they were playing? No, man, that can't. I could see them maybe boosting on a 20 or something, but, you know... Ah, but no, usually that I
1: one to twenty is spent in a starting zone. The thing about new races is the new races get like you know that leveling zone experience thing that pushes them out into the actual leveling leveling. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the difference is one class versus you know one class getting kind of a head start versus everyone getting a head start. You know I won't lie.
0: If,
2: if Blizzard charged me money to play a high elf, I'd pay it. I would pay it in a second. I don't even care.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) some games do that.
2: Charge me sixty bucks to play a blood elf with blue eyes on the alliance. I'm there. I'll take my sixty bucks. I'm in.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people who would like high elves are like one of the most requested races. I don't, to be honest, I don't know that they're ever going to do high elves just because because blood elves exist. And I feel like it would be. If you give the Alliance High Elves, they're basically looking. It's basically like when they get Pandaren, who are both Alliance and Horde. If you give the Alliance High Elves, you've basically created another situation like that, where it's it's exactly like a Blood Elf, except like a minor difference.
2: You know, I don't remember where I heard this. Uh, It's probably just a rumor, but I heard it back in Wrath. Apparently, according to this rumor, uh, if you are a quest designer or a world designer, you need special permission to make a High Elf NPC. Hmm. apparently they're supposed to be so rare that if you're going to make a High Elf NPC you have to check with like the higher ups to be like, can I put this person in the game?
1: Yeah, because like well, what you're looking at with the High Elves there's not a ton of them out there because the High Elves are like the percentage of the Blood Elf population that weren't in Silvermoon or near Silvermoon or in any proximity to Silvermoon when everything went down in the Third War and the Blood Elves well, they got they changed their name to Blood Elves because, like, 90% of their population was completely wiped out by the Scourge. Yeah. So there's, like, the, a yeah. fraction yeah, of I've... Blood Elves left, and there's an even smaller fraction out there of High Elves.
2: Yeah, I, I always put too much thought into this. I'm like, you know, it's a fantasy world. This, this world has economy and trade, and all these kingdoms know each other. There would be immigration and emigration and there'd be high elves living in stormwind. It's like it's just normal. Like there's a high elf, you know, population there. So it's totally legit, right? And this is definitely not me justifying the ability to play high elves, because I won't that.
1: Alex is pretty much is to play an elf with blue eyes. Yep,
0: yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I, I don't expect that for any race really. I don't even if they decided Naga were coming in, I don't think they'd give you like a, you know, level ninety starting zone for Naga. No. Just, you know, he, like Alex is right, that people would just play Naga because it would be the fast way to get a level boost. Um, and now, that being said, the other problem against High Elves is that problem of silhouette, because what are you going to give the Horde when you give Alliance High Elves? You know, you can't just give the Alliance a new race and not give the Horde anything, because then the level... The dark
2: Iron Dwarves. that can have eh,
0: that, like... The Horde don't want Dwarves. Dusty skin. Uh, so if I I can't think of any alliance race the horde would be particularly excited about getting, I really can't. Maybe Worgen. I least. think the
2: horde won dwarves. In my no. conversations with the horde players, the the only alliance race the horde ever has anything good to say about is dwarves.
0: Yeah, I can't. Who I don't know you any horde actually. To? Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was back when I was playing horde, I couldn't think of a single horde player that had anything nice to say about dwarves or anybody else. Yeah.
2: See, back when, when I would play with horde and like have horde friends they be like yeah uh we hate the alliance they're all pathetic except dwarves they're cool they drink uh they can come hang out and smash the alliance with us it's fine
0: <laughs> Alrighty. next email is from Ja wheeler i think uh it doesn't actually give a pronunciation guide uh i've been seeing a lot of hate directed towards sylvanas on the general discussion forums on Blizzard's website why so much hate and why now I don't follow the forms very closely, but notice within the last couple of days a Surgeon, if Sylvanas lives, I quit posts. Has this always been the case? Where do y'all stand? I've always thought that Sylvanas was an interesting and complex character with a lot of rich history and lore behind her. I actually like her as a character. Uh, also, question about gameplay to whoever can answer it, uh, if any. I noticed that when a boss fight is finished or reset, if my rogues' cooldowns were still on cooldown before the encounter ended, they would still be on cooldown. Rogue is the only class I have that, that, that does this. Even my shaman resets all of his cooldowns if memory serves me correctly. Is it a cooldown thing or something else? Thank you, Joe Wheeler. Well, to answer your first question, I think Sylvanas is an interesting and complex character with a lot of rich history and lore behind her, and I loathe her with the intensity and fury of a thousand suns. But I don't loathe her being in the game or think she shouldn't get stories. I just personally, none of my characters like her at all and would all like to kill her, even the Horde ones. Because yeah, she's
2: Savannah's, crazy. is one of those characters that uh, player interaction around her is really interesting because there are people who love her that like totally are like actually yeah. infatuated with this character and think she can do no wrong and has never done any wrong. Like she's evil as crap, and that's fine yeah. because you need, you need characters, evil characters like
0: that. You need you evil need... characters. Yeah, especially in a story like this, because you need a character that maybe she's evil, but she does things that you that look like you can say there. You can sit there and say to yourself, "Yeah, I might do that too if my entire life was destroyed." Like I, I'm gonna say this again. I say this every time a discussion of Savanis comes up. Read War Crimes. Read War Crimes because War Crimes sums it up beautifully. Even when Sylvanas wants to do something nice for her sister. It's couched in, and then I'll murder her and make her an undead, because that's she's detached from being alive.
2: The thing that really solidified it for me is okay. There's everybody remembers Wrathgate. if you played at Wrath, uh, the alchemist guy coming and nuking everybody with plague.
0: Futurist.
1: At
2: the end of the Arthur's no, putrid. At the end of the Arthas novel, like that, like uh, that plague. Sylvanas ordered it created. She wanted that thing made. Like She gave Putris and so forth the task of making this plague. And she fully intended to use it for just what Putris used it, only he used it first. Like She wasn't, or this wasn't done under her nose. Putris using it was not intended by her at that particular place in time. But Sylvanus wanted to plague the world with this stuff. She's evil as hell, and she has always been evil as hell. And people are like, no, she's a hero. She's totally not. She wants to kill everybody.
1: The problem that I have with Sylvanas, I like her character, and I like the development they've done with her character. And yeah, War Crimes, totally loved War Crimes because it really, it hit home every point there is to make about Sylvanas. She's not a nice person. She she really isn't. She's not a nice person. Maybe she was when she was alive, but she's not anymore. Um, yeah, I I, and there's honestly, that I get whole, the sense that yeah, well, I get the that, sense that when she was alive, she wasn't particularly nice either. There's that whole, you know, there's that whole argument of she's trying to perpetuate her legacy and keep her people, you know, perpetuated that kind of thing. And and you know, that makes sense. Okay, cool. I can see that. I can see where except that they're dead. <laughs> and they've got back to life through, through no fault of their own this was not something that they really wanted it's just something that has been forced on them so what are they going to do roll over and die again no well, there have are been hints
2: too that even in life she was kind of a, a vain yeah. arrogant
1: but mitty, beyond that person. though the point that I'm trying to make here though is that she's a fascinating character and the Forsaken themselves are kind of fascinating as, as a faction and, and I guess kind of a species offshoot of the Scourge, but they're an offshoot of the Scourge and she's not a nice person, which makes her role as a faction leader kind of problematic when you're trying to have, you know, when you're trying to do these stories with all these heroes doing heroic things. And then there's this one outlier and you're not sure what she's doing exactly. And if she's out it you know, for herself or if she's actually working for the Horde or, or what. She's like off on her own doing her own thing. You know what I mean? And the reason that that's problematic is you can't do too much with her story. Because if you do too much with her story, then you're going to affect an entire section of the player base who are happily playing Forsaken and have been since however long they've been playing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually one of the biggest problems with Sylvanas as a character is that as long as she is a faction leader,
1: she's eventually She's kind of untouchable in a way.
0: Not only that she's untouchable, she'll never really be the threat that they want her to be. They can't push you too far over that line. She can't kill everybody and turn them into Forsaken. Because if nothing else, all the other players would get mad that they were now playing Forsaken in World of (laughs) Forsakencraft. And the thing is, I really don't... I don't want them to kill Sylvanas.
1: I absolutely and she doesn't really don't... have
2: love for the Horde either. I mean, she oh. would definitely kill the no, orcs she's out for and the Tauron. And...
1: She's, yeah. she's yeah. very much out for herself and out for her people. And she's very much like a solitary faction leader with a solitary group of people who have been absorbed into the Horde. Which is good and everything. You know, that they have some people. But they're still, they're still a step beyond the horde like they could splinter off and be their own thing and it wouldn't be a nice thing you know what i mean they're just like they're one step removed from the scourge so you can't you can't logistically do a lot with sylvanas and if you got rid of sylvanas who would you replace her with and it doesn't matter who you replace her with they aren't going to be, be beacon- better they aren't going to be a beacon of morality, no matter which yeah. way you go. Uh,
0: so you know has, play callers forsaken are not going to be an improvement.
1: Yeah,
2: ha- is, has such a fan following that there's really no way to replace her.
1: She's kind of stuck. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. just kind of stuck there perpetually. But you know, a lot than, of people, yeah. a lot of people want to see more story from her and want to see her do more stuff. But the problem with her doing more stuff is that eventually. Someone's going to have to look at her and go, hi, um, we need to make you accountable for your actions. And that's going yeah. to kick up another all kinds of fuss. You know what I mean? So this it's just she's kind of under glass and, and everybody's kind of watching her. I'm interested in seeing what they do with her with Legion because yeah. it's just—it's going to be interesting to see what they do with her with Legion, especially if yeah. they pit her against Gen and there's that whole back and forth going on.
2: Well, and Alaria is coming back.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
2: gonna that's
0: be, gonna be too. <laughs> the worst thing, the worst thing that I can imagine happening to Sylvanas, uh, in terms of something she would hate, but it might be an interesting story, would be if she actually got raised from the dead. Because that would, she would now have nothing, and she'd have guilt. Like being forsaken, one of the biggest problems with being forsaken is they have a real hard time with emotions. Like they can't control them properly, and they don't feel them properly. Uh, you see that in the end of War Crimes when when Sylvanas veers around emotionally. The worst thing imaginable for her would be if she suddenly actually felt guilty about all the stuff she'd done. Yeah. That would just be terrible. But w- what about the other question here before we move on? Because we're getting pretty close to the end. Uh, do you, you guys both play rogues. Have you noticed this? Uh, I haven't really
2: noticed it, but you mentioned Shaman in particular. Isn't it heroism and bloodlust are they unique cases in that they made them reset after a boss encounter? Because yeah. boss encounters are designed with them in mind. They do have fairly no. long cooldowns. So you can't I use them know, multiple times.
0: I know that my warrior resets um, recklessness if the mm. boss, you know, if there's a wipe or whatever. My, my, or for that matter, if we kill the boss, the recent recklessness seems to reset. I've noticed it doing old content. Yeah, I don't rope do doesn't, enough
1: raids. R- Rogue so. doesn't do that. Every raid that I've ever been in, it's like, gosh, I hope we... I'll sit down and take a little bit longer time to eat before we do this pull because Tricks of the Trade is not back up yet.
0: Hmm, you know,
1: that kind of thing. That's now, a how weird. How long are cooldowns? Huh?
0: Is it that road cooldowns are like not a, above three minutes?
1: It's, it's usually like a two-minute cooldown or something like that. I mean, it's not it's like a super long it cooldown. Yeah.
0: So. It might have to do with that or it might have to do with – do you guys have prep? Or am I, am I, I We do the have
1: class. prep, but it's like, it's something so, you have to be like a certain thing to get. It's not something you have automatically.
2: So I'm guessing it's, um.
1: Maybe it's based of, on the length, length of, of the cooldown. cooldown.
2: Like, like five minutes or more or something like that. Because, like I said, I, you know, heroism, bloodlust is a very long cooldown, but they want you to have it available every.
1: Maybe bowl. it's like if the cooldown's over three minutes or something like that. Because I don't think that there's a single cooldown that's over over, like, maybe two. Three minutes. Yeah, I've noticed.
0: Talk. I've noticed. Recklessness comes back. Uh, I don't think, like for instance, um, the 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 one bloodbath. I don't think bloodbath or avatar come back that fast.
1: What's the cooldown?
0: Sure. Uh, recklessness is a three minute cooldown.
1: What about the other ones?
0: Uh, much shorter, like a minute.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably what it is. It's just
0: based on length.
1: It's over a certain <laughs> length. They so. they reset. All right, we, we
0: started late. Do you guys think we could do another one? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's do one more. Okay, this one's a relatively short one. So, to resolve all of the transmog complications, why not make all items vanity only with no stats? The bosses can drop enchanting vellums that you apply to whatever you want. So now all one-hand weapons can have any stat you want it to. Uh, Snuggle kitten. Oh, sorry, it's Suggle kitten. thought that was Snuggle, but Suggle. Snuggle kittens, Shattered Holes horde. Um, I don't know. This is a really weird one for me. I, it doesn't feel War, Warcraft at that point.
2: So it sounds like instead of transforming any weapon into a cosmetic appearance, you want to take a cosmetic appearance and transform it into any weapon?
0: Doesn't it kind of sound like that? Yeah, it doesn't really seem like it would resolve transmog complications. Backward,
2: it's just reverse transmog because you need that yeah.
0: anyway. Yeah, I would I would still have to have Ashkandi. I'd have to go farm it this up. This sounds kind of like just... what
1: they're doing with like the the artifact weapons the artifact, you, you have one weapon items. and yeah. what you what you loot off of bosses are relics that you apply to it to affect the stats that's what they're doing
0: yeah but that's yeah it's not i don't think that would really solve transmog complications just as you know just change them
2: new complication
0: yeah. yeah and i think
2: just loosening the restrictions will help and the Diablo style system that may or may not be coming in Legion would help. But I think it'll be set at that point.
1: I'm excited about the possibility of the Diablo style coming. They
2: just just need to ease up on one handers. And it's really the only problems I see.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I I don't, as far as it's funny to me, the artifact thing, because every time I think about that, I, I know they're going to have various different like appearances of the artifact weapon based on like choices you make. I keep thinking to myself, shouldn't these relics I'm applying to it like hang off of it or something? But then it would like look ridiculous because it looks like a whole talent tree, full of stuff and then you put <laughs> yeah. relics. On it. It's like at this hang point, like it. what do you mean, tree. like a charm bracelet? <laughs> yeah, like like a Christmas tree with all these like ornaments hanging off of it. Like this one I got, it's like yeah, this one I looted off of, like, you know, Goldon himself. Look, at his teeth. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's like one of those blade masters' blades. Then off the pommel is like a braided thing of feathers
0: or whatever you know yeah it just it's one of those weird things from bosses
1: that you've killed
0: it's one of those situations where i guess it's it's like a strange thing to me i I understand the mechanics of it but calling it relics relics to me are things you know it it should it's just weird to me the idea of uh, i'm applying this relic to the weapon like how do i like rub it on the weapon until it takes (laughs) I I know, it's, Each it's weapon like has like a,
1: you know, you know how you change the batteries in a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. it, it's got one of those on it, like just in the pommel. You just pop the end off and pop it in there. Pop the... well, like that. Well, they posted
2: that artcraft before even Warlords, and they said straight up, like this is not going in Warlords. It was the class accessories thing.
0: Yeah, I would love that.
2: Paladins yeah. to get Librums but Warhammer Online had this in a rather extensive version of it that. By completing achievements, or through loot, or whatever, you would get cosmetic items you could attach to your character. You mm-hmm. could put it on your shoulders, on your hips, or whatever. So you, if you got a PvP achievement, like, I killed 10 billion orcs, or whatever, you would get an orc head that you could hang off your belt. Or warrior priests could unlock Librams and attach a Libram to their belt, or over the sling it over their shoulder, or whatever. And those are really cool customization items. And, uh... I really, still really want these class accessories that they talked about almost two years ago now.
1: Well, if they're focusing but on I classes think, and legions.
2: I want to know if it's going to live up to my high expectations for Warhammer Online. Because no. Warhammer Online is old at this point. <laughs> and when it launched, like, it's old and dead at this point. Like, it ran its full course. And it had so many of these items you could collect. And they were all so cool. You could just get daggers or heads or books or whatever. And if there's just one class accessory for each class, it's going to be like, eh. So yeah. cool, but come on guys. Well, I
0: know that they talked about quivers and quivers would be nice, but yeah, I guess, I guess we're done. Like that's the show for the night. Do you, either of you have any like final thoughts or anything?
1: Uh, I think we can wrap it up there.
2: Yep. Alex? So, yeah, I think we're good. I just want to say sorry for the late start today. Kind of a, yeah.
0: kind of a thing. Well, life happens. Uh, Okay, again, if you want to send email to the show, it's podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, we didn't actually do the the Patreon thing this week, so I'm going to have Alex do it now.
2: Yeah, uh, hopefully I can say all this without my allergies killing me because they've been bad today.
0: Well, let's find out. Uh, oh, I'm
2: tr- I had to snort, okay? I had to mute my mic and snort. The allergies are bad. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, if you want to support blizzardwatch.com, everything we do, uh, if you want to... Help me buy my allergy medication. No, that's not true. I already have allergy medication. You go to patreon.com slash We have a full list of supporter benefits. You can get uh, this full podcast with its pre-show and any post-show. You get Lore Watch a week early. You get all kinds of stuff. And we're working on our behind- next behind-the-scenes podcast and our newsletters and all that kind of stuff. Patreon.com slash Any support is appreciated. Thank you.
0: All right, well, thank you for that, Alex. And that's the show for this week. So uh, take it easy, have a good night, go play whatever game you feel like playing, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.